Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always doing Oh, yeah. It is Tuesday, March 12th, and this is episode number 150. Oh, no way. Hell yeah. yeah. How about that? Congrats, guys. Time flies when you're out of your mind busy. <laughs> Thanks for listening, does. everyone. Yeah, thank you very much for supporting us. Let's do it for way more than 150 more. All right, top stories for the day. Pat's going to take one about Tucker Carlson having a an unearthed rant come out. Yeah, big surprise. Tucker Carlson said some fucked up shit uh, in his past. Hmm. Haven't we all? Uh, I'm going to do one about a Venezuelan power outage that's lasted for several days now. Uh, yeah, that's what West, they, that's what they need. Right. Yeah. It's uh, making things real great down there. Uh, Wes is going to tell us a tale from the Iditarod dog race. Yeah. Don't uh, don't piss off your dogs on the Iditarod. Rule number one. Hmm. Sounds like a good rule. Uh, Mark will take us through a lightning round of other headlines. Take it away, Pat. All right, guys. So you guys might know who Bubba the Love Sponge is. He was a radio host, still is a radio host out of Tampa, Florida. He's best known for allowing Hulk Hogan to have sex with his wife while he dealt with some paperwork in his office. Yeah, he's a Hulkamaniac. He's a Hulkamaniac. He's a really good best Didn't, friend. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know the name at first until you explained the Hulk Hogan sex part. Right. So he's got his show, and a frequent guest on Love Sponge show from the years 06 to 11 was then MSNBC host Tucker Carlson, now Fox News host. Uh, and during Carlson's multiple appearances, Carlson said some pretty messed up stuff, uh, mostly about women. Uh, and these are old tapes that were brought to light by a, a media watchdog or, or a media watchdog organization called Media Matters. And I'm going to read you guys some of the quotes, and I want you guys to let me know uh, how misogynistic or shitty they are. Are we doing okay. one to ten? Yeah, scale. Or yeah, just... give me. Yeah, let's scale it. Let's okay. do that. I like that. One to ten scale. Okay. I want a one to five scale. One to five scale. One to five. Okay. Five's, right. five's real bad. Real bad. All right, so Tucker says, in my brief experience, you know what gets women going? Is arguing with them. It's true. You debate politics with a woman and just go full-blown out there, especially feminism. And if you're talking to a feminist and she's giving you the, well, you men really need to be more sensitive. No, actually, men don't need to be more sensitive. You just need to be quiet and kind of do what you're told. Oh. And the co-host comes in and says, enlighten up a little bit, bitch. And Tucker piles on. Yeah, they love it. The co-host said, enlighten up a little bit, bitch. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, got, yeah. it, it started off at like a two, but it got pretty <laughs> right. pretty five there at the end. That's yeah. a five. That's a five. It's a That's five. A five. I, yeah, I mean, I don't, not, I'm, like, I'm going to give that a three because it's clearly a joke because of when he set it up. He's like. You know, he's talking about what gets women going is debating them. That's obviously a joke. Right. That was a two then, to me. Then the host, the host coming in with the lighten up bitch is, uh, 
do yeah, it. It's a, it amps it up to a three overall. Yeah. I mean, okay. arguing with women definitely gets them going, but so the do, fact that do he what says, you're told. yeah, do what you're told kind of brings <laughs> it to well, a That five. part's a five. By itself, that part's a five. Hold right? on. I, 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 just, how many, how many percentage of times would you get slapped if you said that to a woman's yes, face? A hundred percent? Yeah. By the way, when he says get them going, he doesn't mean get them fired up. He means get them wet. Is what he's referring to. Just so right, you guys, that's right. the context. Okay. Okay. Here, I want to point something out. Will, you brought this up. The the, the hosts are really goading Carlson here, making him a cuck as well, which we get to at the end here. So then Bubba the Love Sponge sets up Tucker. We'll talk about Alexis Stewart, who's a, uh, a former SiriusXM host, says, and Bubba's co host calls her a see you next Tuesday, which is a five. Uh, and then Bubba yeah. says, I'd like to hear that out of your mouth, Carl, to which Carl jumps right into the trap, <laughs> saying, Yeah, she does seem a little cunty. You said that word. I'm just agreeing with you. I don't use that word <laughs> because it's offensive, but I just wanted to give her a spanking that she so desperately needs. That's a five. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he, he said the cunt. He, the other guy said, see you next Tuesday. Exactly. Well, no, no, no. no. The, the, I didn't say. So the co-host says the C word full right. on. Oh, okay. I said the C yeah. word in context that oh, okay. Carlson actually said. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, we could say cunt on this show. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. But anytime you say cunt, it's a five. Okay. So that's a five. Yeah. All right. right. Okay. Yeah, he's really enjoying the chat there. So he's he's equally at the level of everybody else in the chat. All right, let's move it on to the third one, guys. So uh, Tucker says, I love women. They're extremely primitive. They're basic. They're not that hard to understand. To which the co-host kind of chimes in a little bit later and says, what's better than hockey, weed, and whores? And Tucker says, but you know, hold on. First of all, there's no Canadian woman that you'd want to pay to sleep with. Uh, that's a three. Yeah. It's a three. It's an incorrect statement. But that's, it's a three. Yeah, that's a that's not even sexist. That's just a swing. That's a shitty joke. Swing and a miss. I've a been joke. to Canada. There are some hot chicks. Yeah, there. a lot of French women there that are very hot. Montreal. Also, women are very hard to understand. They are hard to understand. That's yeah, true. It's, it's a three, but it's also inaccurate. Yes, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Calling women. I don't know. I, I doesn't even strike me as that sexist. It's just yeah. a terrible joke. Right. right. It's a bad joke. Okay, look. Tucker Carlson is undoubtedly a fucking jerk, and he's the type of guy that you would pretend to be friends with in high school so you could go out on his dad's boat. We can all agree on that. But perhaps the most ridiculous thing he said was in his response uh, to the outrage of Tucker's comments. Tucker took to Fox News on Sunday and gave a, almost a seven-minute rant about the outrage machine and the mob. And then this is where his really ridiculous quote comes in. He says uh, that the only place left in the United States where independent thoughts are allowed are the opinion hours on Fox News, period. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't buy. That, that, that gets you going. It gets me going. The guy with his own name on his jacket. Hey, yeah, hug. baby. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I do agree with him, though, that, like, uh, you know, some things you say in the past or do in the past, give me a break. Rightfully so. Yeah, he was trying to be the funny guy on the on the radio right, show. Right, he's on Bubba him. the Love Sponge show. Can we get back to the fact yeah. that Bubba the Love Sponge let Hulk Hogan fuck yes, his wife? Yes, so, so this is the most important thing. Okay, so Bubba the Love Sponge was Hulk Hogan's best friend. Remember that? Yep. And then Bubba set up a camera in his bedroom told him and his wife to go do their thing right. and then he went into his office to work on some paperwork he was also heard in that video saying that uh if we ever need to retire this is to his wife here's our ticket mm. yeah okay well, so is he a cuck or not yeah it's the definition yeah. of a cuck whether he was yes. trying to make money or not he let hogan st- stick his big schlong big enough to the point that jim norton <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jim norton made a joke on his stand-up and said i can't believe hogan wasn't giving concussions to those guys with all the leg drops <laughs> He let his wife get plowed by the Hulk. But he was aware that he was doing it, and he was doing it. Yeah, yeah. what? But, he, but you never he's know a, what else he told her. He might have, he might have been like, I want you to do this so I can watch it. You know, I mean, like. He's a self-aware guy, cuck, yeah. but he's a cuck. Yeah, yeah that's, he's that's a cuck, cuck for sure. That's what cuck porn is. It's a guy watching a right. woman, his wife get fucked by another dude. He's, Resident pornography expert. He's the poster boy. 
for cuck. Yeah, he is the poster boy for cucks. Uh, this also, he's a misogynistic cuck, which makes me wonder, are cucks misogynistic? Do you think the cucking makes them? I, I don't know. If it's, yes. Yeah, probably. Yes, weird dichotomy. Probably. Right. Yeah. More often than not, probably. All right, let's move on. All right, let's take it to Venezuela. Uh, not a great situation going on. There's a huge power outage. In fact, the entire country of Venezuela has been without power since last Thursday night. Oh, uh, it is now Tuesday day. So Ooh. it's a long time. Why, you ask? Like, I don't know, but I bet they cooked all their meat already. That's a stinky country. Yeah, that's a- yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they did cook everything. Uh, well, well, it depends on who you ask why the power is out. NPR, along with most of the news outlets in America, say that it's problems at the country's primary hydroelectric power plant. While President Nicolas Maduro says that it's sabotaged by the USA. That's genius. Genius of Maduro to spin it there. Yeah. Absolute it, genius. The country with two presidents has a problem with their hydroelectric plant. No, no shit. Yeah, no one's organized. No one's nothing's organized. Well, hold on, there. hold on. This, this is the country that literally has more oil under it than any other country in the world that they can't seem to figure and out how to tap. Diamonds and probably right. cocaine. Right. Yes, and like just, yeah, they got, they're resource rich. Um, knowledge. There's probably or, actual unicorns there that just haven't found. They just haven't them. found them yeah. yet, or that they've just glimpsed at them. They haven't been able to catch them. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say knowledge poor, infrastructure poor. How there you about go. That? There you go. Uh, yeah. Regardless of who's to blame, the power outage has brought the whole country to a standstill. Uh, nearly impossible for people to get gas, and uh, the power has brought down the water pumps that help get water into homes and buildings. So if you want to drink water, you have to go collect rainwater or collect it from springs. So hmm. just live in the tribal life, basically. Yep. Yeah. 20, 2019. On a, on a recent episode of Shameless, they lost power for like six hours, and it was like all hell broke loose. Yeah. Really Four wish that they could get at that oil that's underneath their country. Could someone help them with that? Four yeah, days? Yeah, it would be nice. Juan uh, Guaido. All right, yeah, Juan Guaido, the guy who's the new president, the challenger who announced himself president in January, uh, backed by the United States, he's pointing to the incompetence of the Maduro regime, saying that their lack of care and maintenance for the uh, country's electric grid has put them in this shitty situation. So no, I fuck. guess he's saying he'll fix it. That's the proper response. Help. Maduro's blaming it on the U.S. Yeah, but fuck you, Guaido. You are the one that had the, the the inability to run your country so much to the point that they had a fucking second president come in and no, take no, no, over. No, Guaido's the new no, guy. We have this backwards. Guaido, yeah, you got it, you got it backwards. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Maduro is blaming on the U.S. because the U.S. outsted him. Right. Oh, okay, Guaido gotcha. is blaming it on Maduro's shitty, like you just said. Okay. So right. you're on Guaido's side. If this was gotcha. A, if this I'm was on Guaido's side. If this was yeah. a porn story, Wes, you would know it. But it's okay that you don't know this. Yeah. You have your you have your, your birth. Fuck off, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> so again, again, it really doesn't matter these guys squabbling back and forth, the two presidents. Uh, Venezuelan people were already dealing with hyperinflation, so the dollar is just uh, worth nothing. Uh, and they're also dealing with that whole situation of having two presidents in the first place. Um, so this prolonged power outage is just a cherry on top of a shit Sunday right now for right. pretty much all Venezuelans. You think two uh, presidents would be good, right? Because it's like two guys to do one job, more efficiency, but too no. many cooks. You know, are flights to Venezuela going to be cheaper? Because if they get power back, it might be a good vacation. It'd be a great vacation, especially with yeah. that American dollar going in there. Oh yeah. This would be time. Hyperinflation, good time. Of course, then you're probably going to get robbed. I mean, crime, rampant. Um, taking it to the Internet, uh, Dick Bischoff on Facebook, he says, Bernie Sanders' future plans for America. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> po- pointing to how Venezuela, Maduro is a socialist, so that's, uh, I guess. But all, most of the comments um, online were the debate whether the U.S. is behind it or not. 
So. No, they're not. Well, well I will it. say this: a lot of the comments yeah. in the previous times we've covered this story have people have been people saying like, "Hey, come on! Like the aid can't get through." Have you ever heard of when the U.S. dropped aid from the sky in Germany over West Berlin? Like, people think that the U.S. are fucking around out there. Right. The U.S. is known to fuck around maybe, with international yeah, diplomacy. Maybe with the aid getting past the one bridge, but they're not going to shut down the power grid for yeah. the entire country. Well, there's nothing south of Venezuela. And in fact, there's an entire country south of Venezuela that has a lot of resources that could help these motherfuckers out. Oh, so get it together. We'll South never America. know what country that is. Yeah. It's, it's called <laughs> South, it's South, South America. It's an entire... South Venezuela. Yeah. It's West, South Venezuela. West redeems himself with a strong American stance. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, South, <laughs> thank you. West said that there is, in <laughs> fact, country South of Venezuela. You, you heard right. it here first. Hey, there you go. Hey, tell us about the Iditarod. West. All right. So a, uh, a French musher has likely lost the Iditarod, the world's longest and most famous dog sled race in hilarious fashion this and year. only. Yeah. I think it yeah, is might yeah, be the probably, only. Yeah. The only yeah. dog race. Yeah. There's got to um, be one other. In hilarious fashion this year after having a commanding five-hour lead all because he pissed off his dogs. That was stupid. Yeah, so French wow. musher Nicholas Pettit, who narrowly lost the race in 2017 after a blizzard caused him to veer off course and not know where the <laughs> fuck he was, um, uh, was on his way to vindication this year. How did year. the other people get through the blizzard? I have, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> The blizzard only got him. Do they call the race <laughs> off? <laughs> He's like, I don't know where the dogs are. He's just like got like dog bits coming out of his mouth. He ate them. <laughs> uh, Lost the dogs. So it once again looks like he will lose the famous race after two of his dogs, one named Joey, who I assume was the lead dog, got into a fight during a rest, and Pettit had to break them up and discipline the dogs in front of the whole pack, which apparently really hurt morale uh, as they oh as, as the pack refused to race after the altercation occurred. He insulted the dogs. Yeah. That's, like a, that's, like, that's like a running coach, like, bitching the lead star athlete in, the, uh, in like, the, uh, the relay race. Like, those are the athletes. The dogs are the, the, dogs are the athletes. <laughs> yeah, the, hey, first show back, I'm a little coaches. rusty. Dogs what have a complicated feelings. sport, though. I mean, pack psychology comes into play. Yep. Imagine if you had bet this guy pre-race. Yeah. Like, if you had him. Oh. No, oh my he's God. the lead dog. He's lucky in 2017 he ate the dogs. He's lucky the dogs didn't eat him. Right, they, they, they could have turned on him yeah. and just fucking annihilated him. So basically it sounds like he insulted and bitched the alpha dog, as you guys were saying, and the rest of the pack sided with the dog instead of the human. Um, so Pettit, who was 827 miles into the 1,000-mile race and was coasting to victory, had to camp uh, with his pouting pack of dogs and watch other racers just pass him as the dogs just refused to race. I love that. Race. The other racers are like, they don't check on him. No. They're like, did you insult the lead dog? Like, yep. What are you doing over here? <laughs> yep. Joey's pissed. <laughs> the beta dog, Sam, is like, he's like, what's going on, Sam? He's like, well, you know, see, see he's... Joey's a dog, right? And I'm a dog. And Everyone just passes him assuming he's going to die. You're a human. Yeah. You're dead. Yeah, so Pettit claims that his dogs are well cared for and well fed and saw no reason other than they were being pussies for not running to victory. Um, I hope uh, he didn't call them that. No. But Pettit had this to say, quote, I yelled at Joey and everybody heard the yelling and that doesn't happen. Oh, no. It's just a head thing. So he's saying the dogs are in their own heads. They're 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 pissed off. I know. Oh I, know my God. I mean, Will, you've had a boxer. I have boxer mixes. When you yell at certain kind of dogs, they fucking get pissed off and and pouty. The other, it's just a fact. No one wanted to step yeah. up and take Joey's spot. No, no. The Joey's, Joey's the alpha. I think okay. this guy may have been a little overly aggressive with his yelling at Joey. I think he might have yeah, beat the like, shit out of Joey. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, the guy that whipped him to a five-hour lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> he might have. <laughs> 
He whips them all year. They yeah. crossed the line Joey, a little bit. Joey yeah. was giving his all there. Joey gave him a five-hour fucking lead. They were setting record time with no bricks. Yeah, you're just not. It's just not good enough, Joey. It's good, Joey, but we want perfection here. So of course, PETA is weighing in on the issue. PETA executive vice president Tracy Raymond uh, had this to say: "Quote: It's not the dogs who need to have their heads examined. It's anyone who supports this merciless race." Illness, injury, or fatigue likely likely prompted Nicholas Pettit to drop four dogs from his team, forcing the remaining ten to work even harder before they gave up altogether, four which he blamed on. Dropped him where? Just yeah, the head exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Where did he drop him? To so the he, wolves? Yeah. Halfway through? Halfway through the race, he where cut him? Dogs, You're right? off the team. Yeah. 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 Um, Go back home. <laughs> Yeah, so coming coming to Pettit's defense is Libby Riles, who the, was the first woman to win the race, saying, um, quote, the Iditarod is a fine balance between being competitive and keeping the dogs happy. Sometimes all it takes is just one sour grape in the team, one dog that has a bad attitude, <laughs> and it infects the whole rest of the team. Well, wow. Well, yeah, it's like a wolf. Things happen over food. Sometimes they think a dog is a little wimpy. When they're crabby, they might want to pick on it. So it's it's yeah basic basic dog it's like mentality. a Terrell Owens you don't want a head case in your locker room yes yeah. yeah well not as the lead dog not as the lead dog yeah. not as your alpha yeah I mean you have to be a complete psychopath like you know in, like introvert to even compete in this race and the purse for first place is just over fifty thousand dollars which in 2018 forty two thousand for second thirty nine thousand for third so not a bad payday if you live alone in the shack with yeah. sixteen dogs yeah, right. in Alaska but. No, that's a yeah, that's a horrible payday. But yeah. unlimited respect yeah. from the six other Iditarod racers. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but let's be honest; these dogs definitely love to lo- definitely love to run. They're they're huskies. It's pretty much what they love and, most. Yeah, and also just dogs. Yeah. So Peter can yeah. suck a big fat uh, dick on this one. It's clearly they they clearly don't know dogs that way. I don't know. Peter Peter sucks, but the Iditarod's a little little bit out there. Eh, yeah, it's a little out there. The, Easy pickings for Peter. These yeah. dogs love to run. So going to the internet, yeah. um, Michael says. You know how you can tell that cats are smarter than dogs? You'll never find 10 to 14 cats pulling a sled through the snow. That's why I hate cats. <laughs> I could no, t- I won't. could test that theory out if it ever snowed here. Yeah, it just wouldn't happen. Uh, you don't have the need strength. to get to a sled, you have the cats. Exactly. Yeah, they don't, they I got don't a team. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you had 10 to 14 like large cats like bound together, they would just end up with one alive because it would kill the rest of them. Mark, oh, can yeah. you start treating your pack of cats like a team? Oh, I, I, oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll squat them up. Let's, let's do some psychological experiments on the team. Yeah, I think that'll work. Um, one other comment. Batman says, great. Now man's best friend is e- easily offended. But so. you're not around, around, oh. allowed around him. No, that's fine. Yeah, you're not allowed. I just want to absorb. Okay. okay. Let's take it to 2019. Everybody's offended. Everyone's offended. Dog. Everyone's offended. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, let's take it to the lightning round. Stories that we couldn't get to. Living on the edge of a lightning bolt. Oh, yeah. Uh, in a really sad but overtly romantic and kind kind of darkly humorous kind story of. out of Florida. A high school baseball coach was electrocuted to death while trying to fix a scoreboard that was damaged from, from a recent hurricane. So Coach Crum was operating a boom lift and unloading a piece of equipment from a trailer when the boom lift uh, made contact with overhead power lines, Ugh. which electrocuted him. His wife was nearby, and that's when Coach Crum's wife jumped in to save him and as most people know, electrical currents pass oh, no. from human to human uh, contact. So that's when the son jumped in, seeing both of his parents get electrocuted, and he got electrocuted 
two. Oh god! So they were all, it was just like every family member trying to save the other one after the other. I got chain, this chain electrical reaction. The Jack Russell like grabbed yeah. his grabbed his leg. And yeah, exactly. That's 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 kind of why I was like darkly humorous because just like how how much love and how many <laughs> the chain like the entire town eventually got electrocuted because yeah. they had a connection to someone. Yeah. Let me anyway, get a try. It's not that funny. And the parents it's not died. Funny. It's terrible. It's not, it's not funny. The parents, Sorry, it's not parents funny. died. It's terrible. Just um, terrible. Sorry if anyone's from that town that listens. Yeah. it's tragedy. Not very not funny. Uh, a tourist from Germany survived being adrift for hours in open sea in New Zealand using an unusual technique. I wonder what he's doing down there. I know. Arnie Murky was delivering a yacht with his brother from Auckland, New Zealand to Brazil, uh, to Brazil, I should say, in a job that sounds pretty fucking incredible and probably is just means they're drug smugglers, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Delivering yeah. a yacht from New Zealand to Brazil? Whenever someone says they work for a yacht delivery service, I know yeah. what they mean. That's a drug deal. That's drug You've got something with you. you uh, something. Yeah, so they ended up sailing through rough seas about 20 miles off the coast of uh, New Zealand, and that's when Murky got knocked overboard uh, while he was only wearing a T-shirt and jeans. His brother tried to throw him a life jacket, but apparently he throws like a bitch, so it didn't quite make it to him. Uh, and that's when he uh, told us, he said, uh, luckily I knew the trick with the jeans. What uh, trick with the jeans? We'll get to it. Without the jeans, I wouldn't be here today. They were really the thing that saved me, the jeans. So um, his brother just couldn't turn a boat to go back and save him? Apparently it was his real brother, rough seas, and his, and his brother was probably just smuggling the drugs. Yeah, his brother clearly tried to kill him, yeah, or they had some sort of pact. Right, his brother wanted his take. Yeah, uh, but I mean, gotcha. good good for this guy coming up with the cover story about the jeans. Yeah, that's nice like, of him. Uh, yeah, at least now, he's, now, he's keeping it in, in-house, you know. He's not he's not tattling. Very honorable when they have to now settle it to a knife fight to the death. He's, he's, he's done his part. Uh, <laughs> he washes up on shore, <laughs> just ready to go. I'm back. He said, he said he saw the technique with the jeans uh, used years ago and that he always thought of using it if he ever ended up going overboard without any flotation <laughs> device, something only a drug smuggler would say. Uh, so he took off his jeans, apparently. Uh, which is not outfit to wear to see jeans. Yeah, yeah. jeans and a tee is what a drug smuggler is wearing on a yacht right, he doesn't, that he's delivering. He doesn't own bathing suits. Yeah, and he tied the, the <laughs> jean legs together and like inflated the crotch area and uses a flotation device and then the coast guard. Nice, them. good thing um, he did. Yeah, very, uh, very. Uh, what uh, what's like a resourceful. Lastly, a woman in New Jersey suffered multiple injuries on Friday after being attacked by her own bull. Police got multiple oh. calls calls saying a large cow was attacking cars, but when they got to the scene, the owner said, that's not a cow, that's my bull. So McDermott, um, she she asked the police to back off and said she could bring the bull back into the enclosure with food. She's like, I got this. <laughs> so the bull, the bull decided otherwise, though, and decided to mount McDermott's SUV and start humping it. <laughs> he loves he loves Chevy Tahoe. Yeah, didn't take the bait. Um, so that's hold on, hold on. I'll just bring a Tahoe and we're going to calm down this way. <laughs> he loves food. So that's when McDermott exited the car, attempting uh, to coax the animal through an open gate uh, for a second time. But just uh, that just gave the animal the opening it had been looking for, and it just physically threw her around and started attacking her. At this point, McDermott, McDermott realizing she'd been bested and been had, began screaming that the animal was going to kill her and needed to be shot instead. Just shoot it! <laughs> <laughs> From wanting to save it to just kill it. I was mistaken. This isn't my bull. This yeah. is someone else's shoot it, bull. Shoot it. Um, Officer Arlene. I didn't know until it got really close. <laughs> Officer Arlie Lippincott uh, distracted the bull while McDermott got into her patrol car to safety. But unfortunately, the bull had to be put down by two officers after it attempted to charge a patrol vehicle. It's unconfirmed if the vehicle was the one that McDermott was holed up in, but I'd wager a guess it was. Yeah. <laughs> Came back no. to finish what the What did job. we learn on today's hard factor? Don't fuck with animals. Yeah, treat your bulls better. Yeah. Treat your dogs better. Um, the bull's owner later did say McDermott said that the animal had recently attacked her husband. Oh. Uh, that's going to do it for hard factor.
It's sounding like we're going to have a special guest on tomorrow's show. We will verify that today and tweet that out later if confirmed. As usual, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Factor News. Thank you all for being the best fans ever. 2019 has been awesome. Don't ever change. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, yeah, live power hour this Friday night from HQ with PFT and a confirmation that Marty Mush is going to take a civics quiz live. Yes. And most importantly, have a great fucking day. Do it. You play the guitar on it.